Hi, this is James Jokum, host of Webcomics Reviews and Interviews. Tonight, we're doing reviews with Tadul, Wizards Along the Way, and Gelvan. So sit back, relax, and let the Geek Fest begin. Alright, reminding you of the format. Each webcomic will be judged in three different areas on the 1 to 5 scale. Those will be tallied and then divided for an average, again, from 1 to 5. Those three areas are writing, art, design. Writing. We're looking at plot and character development. We're looking at symbolism. We're looking at pacing. We're looking at everything that essentially makes the comic what it really is, at least from a straight writer's perspective. In essence, we're looking to see if the writer's having some serious fun with the particular universe he's got, or if he's just doing something that comes across as a writing example. You know? Some people do well. Some people are just doing something to be doing. And while we applaud those that are doing stuff just to be doing stuff, they're probably going to end up hating me by the end of the night. Art. The big question here is, can I strip away the text and still have a general idea of what's going on? Also, what's the attractiveness of the art itself? Is it too complicated or too simplistic for the comic in question? Is it just simply not jiving with the type of comics we're trying to pull off? In essence, there's a lot of weirdness as far as this particular one goes because it's incredibly subjective. But again, the question is just how much fun is the artist having with a particular universe in question? And is he actually pulling off something that's trying to come off as a portfolio piece or something that's actual sequential art? And yes, there is sometimes a difference in that. In essence, we're looking at the difference between, say, fan art or poster art versus something you can actually read. Design, we're looking at the overall website design. In essence, is it easy to navigate? Do you know where everything is? Do I need a mouse to navigate or can I get away with an actual touch screen? You know, the basics. Overall, how attractive is the site in question? And if you were to come across this randomly, would you be pulled in or would you be repulsed? The basic one to five scale is one. This is a webcomic you can probably get away with missing. It's not going to be any major effects on your life. Two, this is essentially a serviceable webcomic. Good time waster, but you may not want to add it to your roster, general roster. Three, at this point, the webcomic is something you definitely want to have subscribed to. It's going to be interesting, and it's definitely going to have some fun to it. Four, yeah, you should definitely be reading this, and definitely worth it. I mean, there's something incredibly going on. You need to be here. And five, seriously, why is this thing not already part of your subscription? You know what I mean? Also be advised that I'm probably not going to be giving out URLs to the particular webcomics unless the, web, the URL is relatively simplistic. Yeah, some of these tend to get just a little bit on the funky side. So, generally speaking... If don't expect a huge lot of URLs in the podcast itself. You know, I recognize that a lot of you are reading this, or sorry, listening to this on the road, or doing exercise, or doing something else, and you're probably away from your device, or you definitely don't want to be looking at your device while you're listening to the podcast. As such, giving you the actual URL is not always going to be incredibly useful. However, the URLs will be found in the show notes. So, with that said, 
let's bring on the webcomics. This first one, I know I'm mispronouncing it. My sincerest condolences to, to the writer of the comic. Trust me, you've done an incredible job, and I wish I could make sure I had the pronunciation of this right. But let's start with Tai Duo. It's a comic over at the web webtoons, and when I basically said there's some of these that have a little bit of funky, this was www.webtoons.com slash en slash challenge slash Taiduo. T-A-I-D-U-O. So, the basic setup is that you have a post-apocalyptic future. 500 years into the future, everybody is restricted to five domes. The outside is, well, there was a major war, a lot of nuclear fallout, and, well, the outside is what we call decidedly non-hospitable. In essence, it's either radioactive or biting cold. In essence, really not a place you want to go out and spend the summer vacation on. The catch is that there are five domes, each with a population of 50,000. The problem is, is that, well, supplies and resources are obviously limited, and so you have to keep the population as close to that as possible. Because of this, each family is allowed two children, ideally a male and a female, in order to keep up the population figures. Occasionally, however, an extra child will be born into this. This is where the concept of Taiduo comes in, which translates basically from the Chinese as too many. However, it turns out that these extra children have actually a nice purpose within the society as a whole. In essence, they're used to do, well, they're considered second-class citizens, and they're used to do all the stuff that you basically don't want to do yourself. Obviously, the life of a Taiduo is not exactly what you call incredibly great. However, they are kept around until it's confirmed whether or not the other siblings in that particular group are actually capable of having children or not. If they are, Hey, the Taiduo, well, let's just say disappears is putting it nicely. They're used for cybernetic testing, that sort of thing. However, there is a possibility that they can be put into actual full status. Not likely, and it's likely that they're going to basically die a second-class citizen. And when I'm saying second-class citizen, yeah, this is obviously a definite allegory to race and its issues. You see a lot in the comic where the Taiduo are treated as, well, sex objects by those who want to. They're not given the full resources of everybody else. For example, the main character has a problem where she gets into an accident where her hand is injured and she's not supposed to have access to the full first aid kit. You know? It basically sucks to be one of the too many. Because of this, well, it's sort of fascinating we're dealing with the actual one of the second-class citizens. We see life through her eyes and how difficult it actually is to be one of these people. And obviously we're going to be seeing how she's going to try to escape from that particular status. Along the way, we meet her allies. Uh, not only are they other of the too many themselves, but some of them are allies of the too many and some of them are... Well, people are actually acting against the, the too many just because, well, they they can. 
Yeah, like you said, there's some definite allegory going on. However, and I guess we're where we start having some fun. The concept is actually pulled off pretty well. You're going to be seeing, yeah, this is definitely an incredible webcomic. Um, unlike a lot of situations where we, there's definitely race allegory going on, where it's basically constantly thrown at you and you basically start getting annoyed and you just want to you walk away. I mean, we're talking serious rage quit issues here. This is a situation where it's just thrown in there just enough so that you kept aware of the situation. The person in question happens, the girl, 712, keeps finding ways in which to deal with her status. And even though she obviously can't hide it, in fact, it's made a point that the too many are dressed specifically to make them stand out. In fact, the, the standard dress is actually a Chinese peasant garb situation. So obviously they're not going to be able to hide in this, into the crowd all that easily. On top of that, they're giving a tattoo that not only expressly says their status, but also gives their ID number, so it's easy to track them. Plus, of course, they've got a chip inside them that is also easily trackable. Well, relatively easy to track. It's also easy to confound. But, just skipping a little bit ahead there. The basic gist is that, whereas in a lot of race allegory situations, you get a constant bombardment, you're actually seeing it just shown presented just enough to let you know about the situation. Yeah, there's the mandatory sexual assault. There's the time when you're basically showing that they're given some of the food for leftovers. And there's, of course, some discrimination going on when you basically have a kid come by and a parent tell the kid not to look at him. But in general, it's actually handled pretty well. Again, what's sort of really cool is that each one of these characters is well-developed. Um, you know the characters. The character design is incredibly awesome. Uh, it's being done in Daz 3D. And, yeah, put a pin in that because we'll be talking about that in a few minutes. But what we're looking at is that the characters are incredibly well-developed. You know who the characters are. You can track each one of the characters, and each one of them has their own different personalities. I mean, there's a little bit of a stereotype situation going on as far as the characters go. But generally speaking, each one of the characters has their own motivations for doing stuff. And even when the characters are being completely jerks, there are some actually underlying reasons for their being jerks. It's not just a general, you know, I'm a racist because I'm in a racist society and it's going to prove out. No, some of these people actually do have reasons for their being jerks. Uh... 712's sister, for example, who actually is a regular person, is nervous that, well, she may prove to be infertile, and if she's proven to be infertile, well, 712 will be taking her place. So, you know, there's some definite reasons why she's being a very not nice person to her sister. And in fact, the family as a whole is actually told... The brother, who happens to be fond of her sister, to basically cut ties. Makes sense because, like I said, as soon as the primary sibs are shown to be fertile, the extra character just simply doesn't matter anymore, and, well, they tend to disappear really quick. 
usually cybernetic testing, but there are other options. In general, this is actually, like I said, there's some really cool stuff going on in the writing. Like I said, if we're looking at somebody, a writer who's having some serious fun with what's going on, you know, you've got the algae farms, you've got everything you expect to see in essentially a dystopic underground society. And yeah, I know it's not an underground, it's big dumb, but you know, you can't go outside, so what's the deal? This is just a really fun, really incredible comic, as far as the writing goes. I wish the pacing was a little bit faster, but when you realize that with a lot of Chinese music, the emphasis isn't on the sound, but on the lack of sound, well, the pacing actually feels about right. So you got a nice organic thing going on, and it's really going incredibly well. I wish it was a little bit faster, admittedly, and it does, but it does not lag. And I think that's arguably one of the best things about this. You've got a lot of dense areas. You've got a lot of really stuff you need to catch on to really quick. There is a learning curve. But as soon as you get into that curve, yeah, this comic really starts taking off as far as the writing goes. Remember, now the point about the Chinese music is definitely going to be shown in the art. Again, going back a sec, like I said, this wasn't Daz 3D which basically means everything is not incredibly beautifully CGI rendered. I mean, straight up, this could be used as a storyboard for an actual movie. I mean, we're talking some actual gorgeous art here. I mean, I know Daz 3D can do some really great stuff, even for beginners, but the artist here is taking it up a notch and it actually had some really fun, some really great fun with it. Um, she's had some... I mean, it's just, you see some really nice symbolism. You see some different artistic touches. You see her go from the standard frame that she uses and actually breaks it down for different types of stuff going on. You know, people are going through an emotional crisis or they're doing flashbacks or they're doing just weird stuff with memories. It shows in the art. It's just, it's not a standard Daz 3D thing where it's just, hey, we're going to have some stock characters. We're going to, and we're just going to pose them differently. No, these, this person has actually had some fun with the art itself. I mean, it's just it's some incredibly gorgeous stuff. The only problem, of course, is that I have a problem with the strips being a little too too large. Of the three comics I've got tonight, this is the shortest. I think there's only like about 50-odd strips, but it also took the longest to read. And it's because you've got the strips are just so huge. However, remember that point I made about Chinese music where sometimes it's important for the gaps more than it is the sound itself? Well, that bears out in the frames. You have entire, really long sections where there's pretty much nothing there, but it provides a nice visual break from the rest of the comic. It reemphasizes that this is definitely a future world where people are going at their own pace. And it actually works out really well for the comic. And when it does actually speed up, like I said, when you start dealing with flashbacks and weird memory tricks, well, a lot of those breaks tend to, do, to virtually disappear. So you've got a, little, a really flash sight, uh, sorry, you've got a really quick cycle of images and goes through. So, 
overall, this is definitely a webcomic. If you're trying to see how somebody can do CGI correctly, this is definitely the comic to be looking at. I mean, it's just some really gorgeous stuff going on. The website, however, itself, well, yeah, it tends to be just what we call a little bit on the Spartan side. Yes, you can navigate well on it. Everything is pretty much marked out pretty well. However, this is going to be the major strike against the comic. It's just... You, I wish there was an archive page. I wish there was a characters page. Not saying you actually need the characters page. It would just be sort of nice to see some of the character descriptions that she uses in extras throughout them done up for a lot of the characters just to see because those write-ups she does for the characters every so often just add to it. I mean, she's doing some incredible detail with the characters given the likes, dislikes, that sort of thing. And it'd be sort of fun to see a summation of all the different characters done that way somewhere on the site. But... It's, like I said, it, there's missing an archive page, there's missing a character info page. You don't really need a synopsis page at this point because, well, like I said, there's only 50-odd strips. So, it's not something that's a really major requirement. With that in mind, again, writing, four. She's definitely having some serious fun with the writing. I mean, the character and plot development is definitely there. The pacing is right where it needs to be. And she's definitely having some fun with the universe. I mean, this is a definitely a well-defined little world. And it's absolutely incredible. And I'd love to see this come up as like a, a Netflix series or something. It'd be fun to see what would happen if that would happen. So, basically it's got a solid four. The art, again, this is how you want a CCGI stuff done. I mean, it's incredible fun. The art style does vary depending on the needs of the comic, and there's some outstanding stuff actually being done here. Yeah, I appreciate that 3D does a lot of the driving for you, but come on, this is some gorgeous stuff. I wish the lighting was changed a little bit more often, but you do see a lot of different lighting techniques used in order to emphasize the difference between location as well as the status of the people involved in the scene. So, the, the art is definitely a five. The website design, however, like I said, it's serviceable, but it could use a few extra things. And I know Webtoons has limitations on what you can and can't do, and stuff that they allow you, but, like I said, I'd really like to see a character's page done up with the summaries that she's done for the other characters. That would just be totally awesome. And like I said, easier to navigate archive and maybe a synopsis here in about, oh, 15, 20 strips would be great. Overall, this has got a four going for it. Wizard Along the Way is our second comic for the night. www.theduckwebcomics.com slash wizard underscore along underscore the way underscore or yeah, the basic problem here is that, yeah, there's another funky web comic URL. Please see the show notes. However, 
basic concept here is pretty simple. You've got a, a prince who's not exactly the ultra-heroic type who has basically been given a hand-me-down quest. You know, older brother, can't be found. Somebody has to do it. They give it to this guy. First thing he needs to do is go out and find the wizard. Finds the wizard. Has to bring the wizard back home. However, the wizard is a con artist. Looks like he's a pretty powerful wizard. You know, the standard has a cauldron that basically fixes dinner for him, has a pantry that has whatever he needs in it. And, of course, he tends to act like he's a total jerk in order to avoid having to do wizarding stuff. We'll get to that in a sec. Because he actually does have a side hustle where he plays Enchanter. On top of that, you've got a really ridiculously huge family. Apparently, the king was uh, likes to sleep around and likes to remarry and divorce and remarry and all these different women. So essentially, there's 19 siblings running around. As far as I can tell, most of them are women. Or at least girls. But, so basically, you've got this wayward prince who's trying to basically play catch-up for his older brother who's managed to get lost somehow. He's trying to get this wizard back to the castle. However, things don't quite work out that way. Wizard basically runs from the guy. However, they meet up again on the side hustle because the wizard's also playing an enchanter. Yes, there is a difference. He actually does dress up differently. He's not multiple personality issue. He just, like I said, he's running a con. And yeah, I know it sounds incredibly disjointed. But, well, here's the problem. I'm having a little bit of problem reviewing this because this is a definitely a fun comic. This is definitely one you should be reading. It's just, there's a lot of little bitty problems with it. First off, the prince is pretty cool. He's not your standard ultra-heroic prince. He's the one who ended up doing a lot of the scrubbing and laundry and all that. In fact, the first thing he does when he pops in is that he basically makes the wizard a well by first off cleaning up the house, make sure the guy has some food, specifically chicken soup, which gets sort of weird when it involves zombie chickens. Sorry, that was I just thought that was sort of really cool. Especially after all the Lincoln chicken jokes. But, so, the prince basically does a lot of the housework, gets the wizard up to where he needs to, and then manages to force the wizard on the path. Even though, of course, the wizard happens to be one of those types who has to have things in a particular way and isn't afraid to use magic to pull it off. Apparently, he's gotten used to a higher level of living. But, they have an adventure... Uh, they end up being end up in a cave. They meet the some of the other siblings. The wizard just simply says, "Screw it! I've had enough of this." Ports off. Yeah, let's go into straight review. First off, the characters are incredibly well defined. Even when you've got thirty seven characters on the same page, and yeah, I know it only gets to about you know half a dozen or so. Each one of them is well-defined, even when they have similar, reasonably similar character designs that you can actually tell the characters apart. Yes, there's a group of triplets who physically, obviously, look the same, but in terms of mannerisms and all this, they're definitely set apart. 
Also, the pacing is actually nice and, well, actually a little bit fast, so it works out pretty well. I mean, there's definitely a comedy vibe going, which tends to work pretty well. The only thing is that I can't really decide on if he wants to be a situation comedy or if he wants to be slapstick. I think the comedy definitely needs to be punched up a little bit here in order to succeed, but it's definitely a good start. And just the fact that you have these characters that are reasonably well-developed, three-dimensional characters, definitely speaks well. It's just... I just wish the characters weren't 100% comedy-related and trying to remain in their sticks. Occasionally seeing him breaking out of that would actually be pretty good. I mean, you do see the prince is actually stepping up and is actually trying to be a leader even though he doesn't want to be. And... Well, it's just you've got some really cool stuff with the characters going on, and the plot is actually needs a little bit of work as well. You know, we've got this general overarching plot, but we're not really just seeing anything being done with it, and that just needs to be upped up just a little bit. I mean, it's really cool that we've got this wizard with a side hustle, and he's actually got a different reputation based on him versus his side hustle, so there's definitely some really cool stuff going on there, but it just doesn't feel quite right. You know, some really great stuff, but it needs to be amped up just a little bit. The writing is basically a nice three. Really good stuff. It just needs some work. The art, this is actually sort of cool. I mean, you basically have, like you said, when it comes down to a lot of problem a lot of people have with sequential art is that they don't quite realize that you need to be able to you know take out all the text and actually still be able to follow the story yeah that's definitely not a problem here i mean you could be reading this in russian and still have a great idea what's going on with the story you know it's really nice art and better yet it's done in watercolors it's not done in the standard digital everybody else does, or the manga style or anything like that. It's done in a really nice little, and I hate using the word cute, but it's really a nice watercolor style, you know? You've got some really cool stuff going on with the colors, and like you said, the characters are well-defined through the art. Even when the characters are pretty much the same appearance with the three triplets, they still definitely have enough of a different design to them that you can tell the three apart just by looking at them. So the art's pretty good. It's just, like the writing, there's just something seriously missing. It's really good, but it needs to be a little bit brighter or something. I mean, it's great for watercolors, but sometimes the colors do run together just a little bit, and it gets distracting, and sometimes... It's just the brighter... I think if the colors were just a little bit more brighter, a little bit more garish, it might actually work a little bit better. But overall, it's not really a bad art. I mean, it's some really fun stuff. If you wanted to see a different way to approach it, other than having to do everything with drawing, yeah, there's some serious drawing going on, but most of the art direction is through the colors. And like I said, it's a really nice, a really well-done watercolor thing going on. So I definitely give the person some serious kudos to that. So we're definitely looking at a solid three. Really good looking, but could use a little bit of work here and there.
the web design. Well, like I said, this is Duck Web Comics. And so it's really navigationable, but it's just way too Spartan, you know? I like said, I'd, this is one of those dreaded, yeah, I'd really like to see a little bit more. You see the web, you see the Duck Web Comics advertising all over the place. I mean, it's not busy. Like I said, it's incredibly Spartan. It's just that's where I think is actually a problem here. I'd like to see a little bit more to it. Uh, a little bit more than just in the same navigation bar and a way to get from comic to comic. It's just, like I said, there's something... The overall thing with this webcomic is there's some really cool stuff going on. It just needs to be seriously punched up a little bit. Uh, the web design only gets a two. As such, that gives it a total of two and two-thirds. Like I said, it's not a bad webcomic. It just needs some serious amping up on some level. And then there's Galebound, which arguably was one of the more interesting webcomics I've reviewed. Whereas with Taijuo, there's some really strong stuff going on and some incredible stuff going on. And with The Wizard along the way, it's a good comic. This is sort of, well, somewhere in between. The real basics are that you've got Din Devant, who has been basically told to bring the head of Conan Matthias Renald to the Queen, and, well, he grabs the head, and the rest of his body as well. Basically, he's decided to, um, not a major spoiler, he's basically trying to kill off the Queen, or at least get rid of her. The catch is, of course, that in order to do so, he needs Conan's help. And the entire comic stream so far has basically been him trying to get as close to the castle as absolutely possible. In fact, they've just reached the castle at, by the time you read this. So, like I said, this is one of the more interesting ones to do because, well... It's one of those, it's a really interesting comic, but there's also some interesting flaws. You'll notice I'm not really getting heavy into the story because, well, it's been pretty much dragging on. So there's some incredible character development. I mean, you've got some of these, we found more about Din and even his brother, who's the, who's the assassin, who's also been sent out to get Conan. And there's been some interesting interactions between there and these you've seen the characters actually have grown a little bit. They've grown into who they are, plus they've found out some interesting stuff about each other, and so there's been some incredible character development. Plot development, not so much. Like I said, it's been the 150-odd strips, and it's, we're, you know, plodding along. They haven't had any real exciting encounters, I mean, they've had a couple of encounters, but the encounters were resolved relatively quickly. And we've been getting a lot of exposition. So, it's just, I wish the pacing was a lot faster. It's really great considering some of the stuff that's been discussed in terms of how the magic system works. And yes, this is an absolutely incredible magic system. It's based off the concept of obligation where basically nobles are there to give commands, the magicians are there to implement those commands, and you've got demons who are running around 
doing whatever the magicians tell them to. And yeah, it's a little bit, a lot more complicated than that because you've got the concept that if a magician is given two different conflicting commands, for example, having to go east and has to go west, what's he going to do? You know? So this, the magic system is absolutely incredible. I mean, they're having some serious fun with it, even though it's essentially a reasonably generic magic system. The philosophical implications have been gone over, and you're seeing some really cool stuff in terms of that. So in terms of the character development, in terms of creating a nice, incredibly brilliant world, that's definitely there. However, you're still having some problems with the the plot development and the pacing, both of which need to be up a little bit. So I'm hoping when they start doing the political strife, which is starting to, they're just starting to head to get into, yeah, I think things are going to get really fun really quickly. So... As of right now, I'm going to give this a 4. But again, mostly because some really interesting stuff going on. And these are definitely characters you want to see explore the world just a little bit more. And like I said, they're about to start an entirely new chapter. So, overall, I think the writing is clever enough that it definitely is going to get a 4. The art, however, is what I'd like to call a simplified manga style. And unfortunately, it tends to have all the problems of that particular style. That is, while the art isn't incredibly horrible, it's not... It's just sort of bland. I mean, there's some really cool stuff going on in terms of the artwork here and there. And it definitely emphasizes the point. And, bonus, out of the... You don't have to actually follow the text in order to keep... Well, sometimes yes, yes, and no. It's sort of weird. The problem is that when you start going heavy into the expedition, it tends to turn into a talking head situation. And when you're doing expedition in a comic strip, especially a full-page situation like this, well, you sort of got the weird situation that, well, um, uh... Yeah... Talking heads during exposition tends to get boring, and there's a lot of exposition. I mean, you've literally got people just hanging out talking to each other. However, when they do do the action, it's incredible. I mean, it's nice, easy-flowing. You can definitely tell what's going on, and the artwork definitely adds to the writing overall. It's just, like you said, it tends to... It... Just like I said, it tends to be a simplistic manga style, which happens to fit the webcomic. So I can't really fault it there. I mean, it's not something you're going to fall in love with, but it's not something that's going to annoy you either. So it's a good solid three going for it. Design. Well, the flaws I've been pointing out with the other two aren't here. You've got a definite comment section, and you can actually see the comment section. Uh... Versus Taiduo, where it was just, you know, towards the bottom and pretty much invisible unless you were really looking for it. Here, you can't miss it. Also, you've got all the about pages you could ever want. I mean, there's some really cool little sites. You can actually explore the website, which I appreciate. The other two are dealing with the limitations of their particular hosts, but I definitely miss it. I mean... Here you got all the really cool stuff. 
I mean, you've got all the character information you could really want. I mean, it could be a little bit more granted, but you've got the characters broken down into who they are, what they do, and their personality types. Relative to the situation, that's actually not bad. That's actually pretty cool. You've got an archive that's broken down into chapters. I mean, in terms of straight web design, this is actually a pretty well put together thing. Yeah, it's a little Spartan, but I can live with that. You, you've got some really good stuff. You have absolutely no problem navigating. And generally speaking, this is actually a pretty well designed little site. I mean, definitely kudos. On top of that, they've actually got a reasonably decent URL, uh, com. So, this is not one you're going to be have problems really finding. And again, even though you've got all this information, it's really well presented, and you basically actually track down the information. I mean, the only thing that's really missing is that it doesn't pop, but all things considered, it's a really nice little website design. Definitely kudos to the designer. Uh, the web design alone gets it a nice solid four. So, overall, that brings the total to three and two-thirds. This is definitely a comic you're going to want to pay attention to, and there's some definitely fun stuff going on. So, Webcomics Tonight, we're Tai Duo. Writing, four. Incredible world-building, great character concepts, lots of really fun, well-developed universe, and there's definitely a lot of fun being had with the rules of that particular universe. Art. Five. I mean, this is some gorgeous stuff. If you're into CGI-type art and you're looking for something that's definite eye candy, this is somebody who's definitely having some fun with it. And it's definitely a Chinese feel to it. I mean, it's just... There's some really awesome stuff going on in terms of the art. However, the web design is only a three. It's clean, it's clear, it's easy to navigate... But it's definitely on the Spartan side, and whereas I appreciate there's some limitations due to Webtoons itself, yeah, it's just, I wish there was a little bit more to it than just some places, you know, just more than just a monetization done for it. Overall, this is a solid four comic. This is definitely what you're going to be wanting to read. There's definitely some serious stuff coming down, and... It doesn't hit you over the head with the racial allegory stuff, which I think is right now is sort of incredible stuff. Overall, this is definitely a comic you're going to be wanting to read. Wizard Along the Way. Some really great stuff in terms of the character design and character development, but it needs to be punched up a little bit. The writing is a, th is a three. It's some really cool stuff going on. But it needs to figure out what it wants to be and go hardcore into it. You know, it needs to stop trying to pull the punches so much and trying to be clever and actually be clever. And this is a strip that actually does have that potential to do so. The Art 3. Really great stuff going on with the watercolor, but the stuff tends to get a little bit muddy here and there. Like I said, it's not bad. and It's actually sort of attractive. It's just sometimes the character designs, while they... Definitely, you can tell who's who. There are issues in terms of just 
some of the stuff just needs a little bit of punching up. Otherwise, pretty good. Art, the design for the site, yeah. Again, I know it's the drunk. I know it's the duck web comic, but so there's some definite limitations placed in terms of what it can do. But it's just, you know, more annoying. Overall, two and two thirds. You're gonna want to watch. You're gonna want to read this comic, but it definitely has a lot of room for improvement. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Again, it's only into 70-odd strips or so. So, there's still a lot of room for it. Gelbound. Fun comic. I mean, there's some really cool stuff going on in terms of the character and plot development. The person's definitely having some fun with the magic system and its implications. Because that, the writing is definitely a solid four. There's some really... I wish the plot... We go a little bit faster, but if definitely in the first chapter of things, so to speak. Yeah, I know there's a lot more chapters than that, but it straight up, there's some really cool stuff going on in the comics as far as the, having fun with the universe. Some definite kudos here. Uh, the art, not so much. It's serviceable and it does well. And like I say, you can definitely. You don't need the text all the time to figure out what's basically going on. The only problem, however, is like you pointed out, you've got a lot of exposition and a lot of talking heads. I There's got to be a way to solve that particular problem and make it look better. But overall, not a bad comic. Um, the web design, like you said, is a definite four. I mean, there's some seriously cool stuff going on. You can get all the information on the characters, plot synopsis. There's a archive broken down by chapter. You know, you can definitely navigate this thing pretty well. I mean, if you have problems navigating this page, it's definitely time to do, you know clean up your screen or something. The web design is actually pretty good, so that's definitely a solid four. Whoever an overall, overall score of three and two thirds. Or to put it another way, Tadio four. Great comic, definitely one you're going to be wanting to read. Wizard Along the Way, two and two-thirds. Interesting comic, but I'd like to see it live up to it. Some really fun stuff going on, but it needs to be... It's, I'm hoping it goes into hyperdrive when they start hitting the, the castle. Three and two-thirds. If you like your show, please support us over at patreon.com slash twosparrows, T-W-O. And there's all sorts of nice little extras there, anywhere from occasional show notes to actual tips and tricks. I hope to see you again. Talk to you later. Have a good evening.